Hello and welcome back to the Specky and Paul Talk Detailing Podcast. We are the Laurel and Hardy of the UK detailing community. This is episode 9, Protection, Premium and Old School Cool. I am joined as usual by my good friend, Paul Dolden. Uh, hello everybody, um, slightly distracted this week. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the sports hall, so we've got the local community <laughs> centre. And just so happens that the under-30s ladies rowing team are in for their practice session. Um, and all I can say is the one in the number three bo- boat has got more out front than me. <laughs> she's a bit... <laughs> she's She's got a lot going on. So if I do get sidetracked and I do fall in the deep end, apologies, I'll try and adjust my mic and keep my head above water. Uh, you might ask me in a pre-planned, um, you might ask me type way, why are they indoors? Why are they indoors, Paul? Good question. Um, Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for asking. Very simple. The tide's the tide's out. The drawback drawbacks of living on an island, eh? (laughs) This is a problem. Yes, very, very, very low tide. In fact, so low they couldn't get the um, the boats in the water. So they're doing indoors indoor practice. Uh, So I shall try and stay. Cool and calm. Composed. Could have been worse. It was the uh, it was the under thirties netball team. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're, yeah let's, let's, we're less said about that the better. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Yeah, don't get in trouble. With anyway, ha- have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? And how have you been? Uh, All in one sentence. Okay. Where and how? Um, bit of both. Okay. I've been fantastic. Thank you. I have been on holiday. Uh, combination of Edinburgh and North Wales. North Wales was not meant to be a holiday. It wasn't originally planned. Uh, that was actually to get down for a funeral. Uh, Natalie's granddad passed away. Um, we knew that was coming. Originally, we didn't think we were going to make it at all because of the way the holiday times were tied in. But it just so happened that we could squeeze in. So basically, at the end of the holiday in Edinburgh, we had a, a week there, Friday to Friday, in my dad's caravan. Some of you who may have seen it on Instagram. And uh, we had a great week down there catching up with uh, family and friends. And then, uh, yeah, shot down to Wales and made it to the funeral by the skin of our teeth, um, which was only very slightly terribly stressful. <laughs> um, Natalie's <laughs> Natalie's anxieties were just bouncing off the sides of the car. Um, Google Maps had told us, oh, it's going to take uh, four hours and 35 minutes to get there from Edinburgh. Uh, we had Natalie's sister and family. They were joining us in Edinburgh. So when they drove down, it only took them four hours and ten minutes. But due to the fantastic wisdom of all the local councils in between us, they all decided they were going to have some roadworks going on, which meant it took us over five and a half hours to get there. And Natalie practically had no fingernails by the time we arrived. So, yeah, it, it, it was mostly a great holiday with just little smidgens, little sprinkles of oh my god in it. <laughs> can I can I say it took me five and a half hours to get to uh, Lambadia? I think that's a, the correct uh, correct pronunciation. Probably not. Um, Probably not. It took me five and a half hours in the in the metro. So shame on you. Oh, what do you mean? Shame on me. It, it took me getting home today. I literally, as we speak, I've been home for just under an hour. And we drove up from North Wales. That took us over seven hours. I did all the driving and I'm still here. If this isn't commitment, if this does not bring us in loads and loads of listeners and loads of praise, I'm going to be disgusted because I worked so hard to get my ass here 
<laughs> I was messaging oh, you like, oh, oh mate, it's, it's, it might be quarter past, it might be half past six, it might be seven o'clock, I don't know. <laughs> yes, you have done very well. And commitment is, we are there. We're, this is commitment. Full commitment it. at its best. We're in. We're all in with this. <laughs> yeah. Up to uh, I have, I, yes, I have, no, I have notes um, about what was going on. And I think I've kind of covered everything about all that. Oh, I did manage to lock the keys, the Natalie's car keys in her car while we were away. That went down really well. <laughs> I saw this on Instagram and I just thought, oh my God, I've done this myself. I've I've done this after a night shift when I had my Ford, Esc- my Ford Escort. And you know that moment you shut the boot and you just go, ah. Yeah. Ah. Um, you know those keys? Um, well, they're, they're, they're where? They're where, sorry? They're where? In the boot? All oh, right. right. You've got a spare set? No. Now, yeah, well, this is it. We we had Natalie's car. She's got one car key for the car. Uh, we we got there. It's a typical Ford. If you unlock the car and you don't open one of the passenger doors or driver's door or whatever, within thirty seconds it relocks itself. Well, I unlocked the car and then I pressed the boot release thing because Natalie's boot release handle doesn't work, so you have to release it from the key. So I opened the boot and we were putting some bits and pieces back in the car and I was changing out of my flip-flops. We didn't been down to the beach. So I was changing out my flip-flops and back into my trainers so we could go into the indoor amusements with the kids. And I put the keys down on the floor of the boot while I was sitting on the edge of the boot changing my shoes. Oh, and, Yeah, classic. and I stood up, you know, sorted myself out. Right, okay, let's go. I turned around, closed the boot, and honestly, like, <laughs> like one of those little devils that sits on your shoulder, as soon as the boot closed, it went, where's the car keys? And I thought, oh no, let me just check those door handles. Maybe, maybe this time they didn't lock. No, they locked. Uh, So I looked at Natalie and bless her. She's phenomenal. She didn't get upset. She didn't get annoyed. She didn't have a go. She didn't have an anxiety attack. She just said, well, you're a plonker, aren't you? Uh, And I said to her, do you still have AA cover? She says, yep. She went straight onto her AA app. She went and made a booking for someone to come out. And uh, a guy came out uh, about an hour later. So it gave us time to go and let the kids do some things. And amazingly, you know how normally they jimmy the door open? Well, he, he went to do that, but Natalie's car, it deadlocks. So even if it's locked from the outside, if you pull the handles from the inside, they won't. it still won't unlock. So, um, yeah, it was annoying. He had a lock-picking device. Now, me being the ultra-geek that I am, I like watching videos of um, guys doing lock-picking on YouTube. Um, It intrigues me to how they do this. And he had a tool very similar to what they use for Ford locks. And he was picking the lock. And while while he was doing that, he gave me all the tools to basically do the thing, the sliding the pole through the door thing. So I was doing that, and he was picking the lock. And he eventually managed to actually pick the lock, which meant there was non-destructive entry. There was no damage to the car. We didn't have to worry about calling out a locksmith or a tow or any of this nonsense. So that guy was an absolute legend. His name was David. David, if you ever happen to be listening to the podcast, thank you so much. You are an absolute legend for sorting us out. Um, he really was brilliant. He wasn't going to give up easily. So massive respect to the AA for that one and and complete well, stupidity well done, David. for me. Well- Yes, well done to the AA for uh, coming out and sorting out oh. um, Specky. And Specky, I will say, McDonough in this case, because yeah. you have been a, com- a complete McDonough. What you could have done was done what I did when I locked my keys in my Mark 1 Escort and got in it with a very, very specialist tool, a 2P coin. Oh, 
Um, because it was such high security. Um, I swear to God, you could get in the barrel lock of a Mark One Escort with a 2p coin and probably start it with a 1p coin. I've heard these stories about cars over the years where you could like get into them with half a tennis ball and stuff like that. You know, you, you cut a tennis oh. ball in half and you place it over the lock and you press it and it, it puts pressure in the lock and that somehow triggers yeah. something that unlocks the car. No, that doesn't I don't work. Know if that's I've real. tried okay. that. Um, um, and then Top no, Gear did that thing with a Vauxhall Nova where if you can get yourself into the car and you take the hazard light switch out of the dash, turn it upside down and put it back in, that switches on the ignition. Then all you have to do is jump start the car and you're away. That blew my that mind. Just, yeah, that just sounds like utter... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It, uh, but that, that was the, the stupid part. That was my stupidity of that holiday, at least. Um, oh, also, I, I want to say... Oh, go on. No, go on. When I saw it come up in the store, I just thought, well, this holiday's going well. Yes. <laughs> you know what? We had a great time. We still we didn't let it stop us having a good time. We had a great time in the holiday. It's been one of my favourite holidays I've had in a long time, even though we were doing it on a shoestring budget because we can't really afford anything special. It was brilliant. Really, really loved it. The kids, they loved it. And that's what's important, really is. Um, also, I've noticed this week, people are enjoying winding me up on Instagram by posting anything they can about uh, an iron fallout remover being used on a dirty wheel. They are they are literally sending, they're tagging me in things in their stories. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's, look, here's two of them doing it. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I've, I've left here's, myself open to this after my um, slightly public outburst about it. <laughs> so so I've, I've stayed off stayed off social media for the last few weeks for work reasons. So I haven't really been that active. So I haven't actually... Uh, Parsita, what's the word? Parsita, yeah, one of those. Joined uh, yeah, in. Yeah, no idea. Okay. Can't get my words out. Tiredness. Uh, if I'd have known about it, I'd have been posting stuff every five seconds. Yeah, I'm sure you would. I'm surprised oh. you didn't actually. To be honest, if Vicky was involved in it. Little sod that she is. Um, yeah, there was quite a few people getting involved with this. They thought it was hilarious. Also, a picture of my latest shirt, my lovely new Hawaiian shirt, and because it's slightly purple, people are saying, "Did you put some iron fallout remover on it?" Oh, yeah. guys. So it's yeah. good. All right, yeah, we, we hey, get no, the I don't point. Care. I don't care. It's good fun. No. You know, it's it's community japes and that. Um, yes. What else is going on? I got a new video out uh, before we went away. No, it was actually it was released on the Sunday while I was away, uh, featuring mm. ODK and detailed online products. Uh, and this that. is the first time. Uh, thank you. Uh, the first time I've in I've used ODK products other than the uh, sealant wax stuff. Uh, Envious. Um, but this was their their liquid range of products, uh, and from some of them I've I've never used before. I was really impressed. That jet shampoo, phenomenal. Oh, really yeah. lovely shampoo that, and also the solo sealant. I got on really well with that one. I enjoyed that a lot. I also got my very own wax with my own label, my own scent, my own everything. He had listened when I said before on the live chat that I wanted one that was oily and glossy, and that's exactly what this one is. It is such a joy to use. So thank you, Dan. That was really fabulous. Uh, and also the the two detailed online products. You you got them as well, didn't you? The Pulse and Purge. Yes, yes. I've got them in the um, Pratt Cave. Um, you had a chance to um, use them yet? To, uh, no, I haven't. This is... Well, I was going to talk about this very, very briefly. I've not been involved with a lot of detailing lately, but mainly down to work. But yeah. obviously I was talking to you before we came on air. And um, we've got this big job coming this weekend, which is the Mercedes, which is going to be shot over two or three videos. Um, it's a huge project of mine, which we 
probably mention on the podcast in the future, but I am coming yeah. back into it. And because we had horrendous weather where it didn't know if it was going to rain, sunshine, blow a howling gale or what it was doing. Um, so yeah. I, I just kept the camera indoors this weekend and didn't do anything, which is quite sad, really. But uh, it's great to be back doing the podcast. That's it. Well, I'm enjoying you, myself. You do your content whenever you want to do it, whenever it's good for you. Don't don't force it out. This is what yeah. we were talking about yeah. earlier. Exactly. Um, but I, I exactly. always look forward to doing the podcast because it's, it's oh, you know, yes. when you're doing your videos, I enjoy making the videos, but it is pretty much a lonely affair. You know, sometimes you're on your own and, and it, sometimes it can be very good for you to be on your own. But by the same token, other times you want a bit of connection. And um, honestly, I missed being able to to have a chat with you this week because we, we talk practically every day and it's been really weird to not be talking to you every day. So I was really chuffed. I was looking forward to getting back on the podcast because I thought, that's it, I'm back on with my mate and we're just going to be able to shoot the breeze and, and talk about the things we like talking about. And I've really been looking forward to it. So I totally this, get this is. Talking. This is why I've been so bloody miserable, to be honest with you, because I haven't <laughs> spoken to you for the last couple You've of weeks. Me. You've just pointed That's out a nice. fact. I have. I have okay. actually got a friend. I've got a friend. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, I've got a friend. I've, oh, I've got a Quick, play the Toy Story jingle. <laughs> you got a friend in me. <laughs> no, I'm not singing it. Uh, <laughs> what else? Um, yeah, so those detailed online products. Um, a couple of things I want to mention about them. First of all, this is the first time I've ever used a dedicated tire cleaner. I thought it was kind of a faddy type of thing. I now see mm. why people want them because it is more powerful than your regular sort of APCs. It does seem to be just better at it. I use uh, well, Detailed Online Purge and it is really effective. Very, very effective. Thank you. I Thank listened... you for that. Oh, sorry. Yes, I've, I've ruined it for you there now. Yeah. Yes, spoiler alert. <laughs> it was <laughs> well, something... you saw it in my video, you know. Yeah, I know. It was something you didn't want to believe in, a um, bit like ghosts and E.T. Um, you know, it's something you didn't want to believe in, but it is actually true, because we all know E.T. is true, obviously. BMX is do fly. Yeah, they do. Of course. Um, and I did the Sam's detailing stuff, and I was quite pleasantly surprised. I thought, yeah. this is going to be like you say, APC, glorified. But yeah, if they work, they work. So yeah, thanks, Detail Online. That's more money going to cost me. <laughs> well this is it uh, I remember the guys at the Speed 6 podcast they were talking about this in a podcast a while ago they were talking about uh, the one from Autoglans Rebound and they said it's amazing to have that product because you can use that it's more effective at doing that and it gets the job done a little bit quicker one application usually does it rather than perhaps two with your regular normal use APC it really did work for me that way it really was more effective spraying it on the tires just turned brown everything was coming out of the tires straight away which mm, you sometimes good. see with that with some apcs but not all yeah, you do. Uh, and in this it just it was quicker it was more pronounced that effect and it really did get it in one hit and that's what they were talking about and i know i'm starting to see it from their point of view so i have two others i have autoglans rebound and i have the uh the Sam's detailing wheel and tire cleaner as well. So I'm going to be perhaps trying to put all three beside each other just to see if I can figure out uh, is one more effective than the other and compare that to a normal APC that I would use as well. Be very interesting. One thing I want to point out about the Pulse Iron Fallout Remover Wheel Cleaner was that uh, a few people had mentioned it in the comments of that video about the fact that here was me taking the mickey out of the marketing departments of some of these detailing companies for using an iron fallout remover on a dirty wheel and here i am 
using this iron fallout remover wheel cleaner. You know, it it hasn't been cleaned first. It's an iron fallout remover mm. wheel cleaner. Now, there are many wheel cleaners that do this. This is not the first one to do it. There are many wheel cleaners which contain iron fallout removers anyway. It has its place. I'm not going to say that although that's how the marketing is shown, you shouldn't use it like that. What I'm saying, yes, don't go with an iron fallout remover, a dedicated only iron fallout remover on your wheels while they're still dirty. Get as much muck off you can, as much muck off as you can early. But these wheel cleaners which contain the fallout remover within them, they are there for a reason. They're there to get the job done quicker. If you are short on time, you don't want to do a multi-step wheel cleaning process. That's what it's there for. So it's it's interesting that people have pointed this out and going, oh, look, he's, he's going against what he normally says. Well, they're going to do that and they'll pull you up on anything. The colour of your socks, you know, your beard's not combed in the right direction. They're going to pull you up on something. Let's face yeah. it. Um, they, are, they are there to speed the job up and make things a bit more convenient. And um, it just cuts out that, that stage. Uh, I have to say a big thank you to you, by the way, for the delivery from Carscope UK. Because you were going to come to that. Uh, yeah, had, yeah um, he, I mean, he sent me a message, and then literally, like a, a few days later, I ended up with the MTM Hydro Lance and the quick release nozzle, plus that very, very interesting puck style tire dressing brush. I didn't know what yes. it was. I was literally did not know what that was. And then I opened it for thought, oh, it's that. Yes. And even even Samantha went, what's that? And I was like, I said, oh, Phil, no, Phyllis. No, no, Phil the brush, not that. Um, <laughs> good God, it's, it's, only, it's, only, it's only six o'clock. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, and, was, and it's really velvety, isn't it? It's really odd. But I it's love the fact it's got that. Brush. that, that it's got that puck style, almost like a, a puck garage. Which is brilliant because when you yeah. push it back in, all the stuff you've been using gets retained in the brush, ready for next time. So you effectively lose you. You probably use less product each time you apply it to your tires, which is a brilliant idea. And the other thing is the stainless steel fittings that guy sent—they look amazing quality. Yeah, can't wait to use the uh, MTM Hydro Lance. That's what I was going to do. The Friday just gone was get out there and start shooting a small video on that stuff. So I thought this would be easy. I can get out in the afternoon. Yes, thanks weather. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is the UK. Welcome to not being able to plan anything. This is this is yep. the way it is. Said it before. I've said it again. We get two week, two weeks of summer. Two yeah. weeks of summer. We've had it. Said it before. We've had it. Already. We've had it. It's done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That done. that puck brush. I saw that when it arrived. I've never seen anything so dense in all my life. There was like hundreds of thousands of fibers in it. Uh, and I was listening today, driving up the road uh, from Wales uh, to the the latest Speed Six podcast, and they were talking about how there are applicators where you use them on the first maybe two tyres and it takes you, you use loads of tyre dressing because it's being soaked up by your applicator. But by the time you get to your third tyre, it goes on quicker and easier because it's already been saturated into your applicator. So I know what you mean about being able to put it into that little kind of holder that it comes with. I looked on the website, it comes from a company called Pure Star. If you know anything about microfibers, you'll know about Pure Star. It's a Korean company and uh, they make really good microfiber stuff. And I went onto their website, which was all in Korean, so I had to use some weird translating software to show me what it was talking about. And it doesn't say that it's specifically for tire dressings, but the chap at Carscope, uh, he said that he hasn't come across anything which is as good as this for being able to apply dressings and so on to your tires. So I'm really looking forward to giving that a go because 
I really like the Garage Therapy Tire Serum, and I'm looking for something that will apply that in a more you know smooth and even uh, method. So I'm really looking forward to trying it on that, but I may try it with a bunch of different things. My only concern is that because it's so dense and so thick that it might be hard to actually get old product out of it. That's about me, the only drawback. However, they're cheap. I think they're like five ninety nine. They're pretty cheap oh, little so? things. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went on the website oh, uh, looking for them. I'm pretty sure they're only about six quid, uh, obviously, plus mm. delivery. But they're really relatively cheap little things. And I really love the idea of them. I have those cheap Wish curved tire dressing applicators. And they've got a yellow oh, block God. on the back of them. And I, I write on the back of the block what product is in it. So that I know if it's starting to saturate, that's good for me. But I don't want to cross-contaminate. But this little brush, I'm really going to be interested to see how that goes. And I want to know how you get on with the um, the lance extension and the, the wide nozzle as well. Because your nozzle is ever so slightly different to mine too. Uh, yeah, you've got the 25 degree, I believe. No, I've got the, it's I've 40. Got... No, it's 40. Right, can I ask you what orif... This is not a personal question. Can I ask you what size orifice... <laughs> <laughs> it is. What, what, what size what orifice size have you got? How big is your orifice exactly? How big your pardon? <laughs> Doctor, I need to clarify. <laughs> I need to clarify this with the owner Henry. I think it's Henry, isn't it? Um, you said it's with I an I. Mine's... I think it may be French. It may be Henri. Yeah, I could be. Yeah, um, silent H. Um, yeah. I think mine's a point four. Is, is it and yours a point three? Because there's a choice, isn't there, on the website? Which ones you can get? Are you trying to tell me yours is bigger? Um, yes. Yeah, no, I, I the figured. reason, well, it is. I know it's bigger, <laughs> um, obviously, because uh, I'd be out of proportion. I'd just fall over. Uh, when, but, when you were getting it sent, um, did, he, did he ask you what machine, what pressure washer you're using? Yes, he, this is this is what I'm going to come to. Just ease oh, back I'm up sorry. there. Jesus. Put the, rear, put the rear view on, get your reversing lights on, back up. I'm right. pretty sure <laughs> I'm just too smart for the conversation, and I'm, I'm heading it off already. Carry on. Keep going. Is there interference? Hang on. I've got a Neil Fisk C135i, which is quite a capable machine. It's fairly pokey. Now, you've discussed this before on videos. If you have a smaller machine, less bar, less pressure, you will need a smaller Z orifice. If yes. you have a smaller orifice on a bigger machine, it doesn't do any good. It's not good. Yes. You're, con you're constricting the flow. Yeah, you're, you're putting Nobody too much... constricted flow. No, 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 exactly. You're, you're putting your pump under too much strain because it's trying to push massive amounts of water through a tiny little hole. Uh, yeah, Exactly. I, I think that's exactly yeah, so where it might come down to is because you get the C135i. I think when I got mine, I maybe had the C105, my old one. I'm not sure if it was that oh, or yes. the 120 that you've given me. Um, but either, mm. either way... I've I've got lower pressure available to me than you do, so that may be what it's down to. Is it simply might be a different build uh, for the the ones that can allow for a higher pressure, because obviously it has to be stronger to withstand that and so on. So uh, and it's got to be the right size to still give a good flow and a good spray without constricting the flow, as you say, too much and putting the pump under pressure. And they are all available on the website. You can get them in pairs, I believe. You get those in a pack. The nozzles you can get the 25 degree one and the 40 degree one and off the top of my head i think they're about 40 squid now that probably will shock all the listeners and go that's for the, for the pair pounds. though isn't it? it's 40 quid for a pair should we should yeah point out. but these yeah. are yeah and they are stainless steel they are built to last unlike the um can i say no yeah no no uh, you can't oh. jesus all right well <laughs> just bleep that just bleep that out 
Um, the, the you know the foreign brands, the lesser quality brands, should I say, overseas brands? <laughs> you know, Christmas you know, cracker brands. I love how you're trying to dance around it. <laughs> you know, you know me, PC Paul. Oh, oh yes, that's the first thing I think of when I think of you. You're so PC. It's <laughs> yes. oh, it's unbelievable. H- hence my hence my naught point three percent of women followers on uh on youtube <laughs> and they're all from the wi I lo- <laughs> that's after you were hosting from the wi that's what it is uh yeah you're, oh this i was looking to see what those are made of you were right they are actually stainless they steel. Are stainless steel. Uh, i was looking yeah. into that because the, the reason I, I'm, I'm looking at this up is because they had different uh plugs and i thought they were oh yes because they are they were talking about using these over the brass and the zinc versions. That's what I was talking about. You can swap over your plug that you've got that connects your quick release system. Uh, you can swap it from the, the, the copper or the zinc ones, which can corrode and tarnish and stuff. You can buy replacements on Carscope website, and they have the proper stainless steel ones, and they'll stay looking good for a yeah. long time. I have the cheaper uh, zinc ones on my other Lance extension, and I had to get out like a little metal polish to try and clean it up, and it's already tarnishing again. So uh, it's better to have the stainless steel. So it's definitely something to to have a look at if if that's your bag, yes. baby. Um, so I think we're going to move on to the the main topics of uh, the podcast tonight, which is about protection, premium, and old school products. I want to talk about protection first. This is something that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. Here's a question for you, Paul. Does your protection product really need to be long-lasting? Uh, no, not really. Um, there is a time scale. Uh, I probably got this from using the garage therapy sprayable sealant. Um, you know, using Sigma because it lasts about six six mm. weeks. For me, logistically, using my daily car, I'd like something to last at least a month and a half to two months. I'm not worried about a product that's going to last seven months and beyond, even though I have been using the AM Detail stuff, which is the AM Hybrid Mm. range, which does say up to 12 months, and I have used it on a vehicle recently. Um, But as detailers, as hobbyists, as enthusiasts that are passionate about using different products, I like to change mine. I like to change it around. I don't mind some of the quick detailers which only would give a few weeks of protection to be honest with you um i've never ceramics my car yes i don't want to ceramic on my car because i'm far too interested in more shall we say organic products different waxes different ceramics ceramic waxes not ceramic as in coatings but i don't really want to do that one shot because then i'm done and that we've had this conversation before it kind of takes the enjoyment out of it so no for me lesser on on customers' cars, yeah, you know, at least a good few months, at least, and you can go back and do a maintenance wash. Yeah, but for me, I'm not that interested in the the really long, high longevity, apart from glass sealants. Well, this maybe. is it. I've complained. What about, what about, what about yourself and your vehicle? Because you do a lot, yeah. of, a lot of stuff that I do, don't you? You're always washing it, stripping it off. That's and- exactly it. when uh, we mentioned this on the the podcast where we featured uh, on with the guys at the Speed Six podcast. If you guys haven't listened to that, please go ahead and check out those. There's half a conversation on their podcast and half on our last one. And I did mention that was that we can't ceramic coat our cars because we need them as our test bed for trying out new products. 
So we can't have any super duper long term protection product on there because we're going to have to remove it to try the next one. So for us, it's not really a thing. It's, it's really interesting that you've got so many companies coming out with long term protection products. But I did think back to Garage Therapy with Sigma only being six weeks. It is actually the kind of product that you and I would be happy to reapply more regularly. We're not looking for anything more than six weeks worth of protection because we're going to have it washed and reprotected within that time anyway. So if it's something that you want to keep looking good for a long time and you enjoy the process, you don't need super duper long term protection. But by the same token, if you're like my father, who could not be arsed to wash his car ever, he wants something that's going to last a long time. So it really is a personal preference thing. And yeah. then, as you mentioned, you've got the detailing sprays, which are the sort of in-between nowadays. More and more detailing sprays are offering longer-term protection. We've seen many of them offering four months' worth of protection, but it's a detailing spray. Now, part of me has an issue with that because then I'm saying to myself, well, that's not a detailing spray. You're just a sealant you know, a light sealant of some sort, not really a full-blown sealant. But when you think about it the other way, does it really matter if it's short-term protection? Because if it's a detailing spray that's designed to be used after every wash, and you're the kind of person that just likes to wash your car every week, by using one of those, your car's going to look great and the car's going to have protection on it each time. So do you then need a really good long-term protection underneath that? Well, I, I don't think you do, to be perfectly honest. No, I think we when we do our vehicles on a regular basis, um, we tend to think, oh, I'm going to try that this week. I'm going to try this this week. I always come indoors, and there's always it's going to rain. You know it's going to rain once you've done your car. Oh, yes, does. yes. I come indoors. I look at I look at, look at at the panels on the vehicles and go, yeah, that's better. Because the tailgate on the scurries is the first thing to go. It's always the thing that dies the first. Yeah. And I always look at it and think, yep, beading up nicely, sheeting lovely, yep, brilliant, looks good. Roof still beading lovely. Sometimes the clear coats gets kind of clogged up with, with grime and you can wash the car and then just by using a very, very basic product, still get that to sheet and bead like it did before. It almost like it, like it reinvigorates it. But for me, I just love the fact I've, I feel I've done a good job because I've then just put new protection on the car. Now, you might argue the fact you just think, well, why do you keep doing it? Why do you just do it once and then not worry about it? Because I like doing it. Yeah. I just like doing it. It's like having a lawn that never grows, <laughs> having AstroTurf. You know, you've taken that element. You know, I don't like gardening. I can't stand it. Um, but I don't mind cutting grass because it just means I can put my headphones on, listen to podcasts and listen to music and thought, yeah, job done. I like the fact I can use a petrol lawnmower because I like engines. If I had... AstroTurf, that's taken that job out of the yeah. way. This is a, probably the most stupidest comparison, but you kind of get no, wrong. No, no, no. If you had a car that self self cleaned itself, we wouldn't be doing what we're that's doing. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you've got anything that takes a job away from you, then yeah, I, I totally yeah. see where you're coming from. I mean, you know, my mother, were, my late mother was a, a keen gardener. And if we had told her, uh, we've replaced all your grass with AstroTurf and all your flowers are plastic. Uh, she would have been heartbroken. You know, that, that's, that's not what... She wanted to go out there. She wanted to exercise those green thumbs. She wanted to tend to the garden, to look after it, to see it grow, to, to enjoy it when it was done. And then you just take it all away. Same idea with you and I. We are the kind of people that want that ability to go back and try something new and do something different with the car. 
Now, I'm not knocking something like a five-year ceramic coating from a, a big brand like, uh, I don't know, Gion or uh, G-Technic or something like that, because the person who buys that is buying it because that is suitable for them. They don't want the job of looking after the car for a long time. They want someone else to do it for them and not have to worry about it. So that's fine. I, I guess if you said to that person, right, from now on, you're not getting any of these long-term protection products. You've got to be out there every two weeks washing your car and you've got to reapply this product every single time. That's the kind of person that would throw a wobbly and say, why? I don't want to do that. That's not my kind of thing. I just want it to be done once and then for someone else to look after it on a regular maintenance situation. So Also, we have to remember that my favourite people in the world, old people. Oh, yeah. Remember, Biggest fan. Yeah. Um, uh, absolutely. I can't uh, wait till you're old an old git, though, by the way. I can't wanna... wait till you're like 70 running around the island on a hybrid electric powered, uh, you know, mobility scooter parking in the front door of Tesco. Oh, it's coming. Don't <laughs> worry. It's coming. You won't have to wait that long either. I won't even bother waiting until I'm that old. I'll just go and get one just for the hell of it. Uh, when I'm 51, ne- Part next of the year. Club. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. You watch me park there. You just watch it. Look at that badge. I can park where I want. And it won't be. It won't be a disabled badge. It'll just be an old miserable git badge. Um, <laughs> new new club. Uh, yeah. I mean, my dad is um, eighty, and he doesn't want to be out there cleaning his seat all the time. Um, so when I when did his car uh, on the last time, I'd use the SGC BUK. Easy for me to say. Wax, which is the silica based wax. I know that's going to get six, seven months mm-hmm. protection because I don't have the time to go back and do it again as much as I'd like to. I'm, you know, I love doing it. I love helping my dad out. But it's it's beneficial to me and it's beneficial to him. But when it comes to you and I, who can be a little bit selfish sometimes, you think, you know what? I've got another 16 pots of wax in the uh, Pratt Cave. wonder which one I'll try <laughs> this week. And we are very, very lucky boys. Do not... we. Never take it for granted that we do get a lot of goodies to try out. We know this. I do like still, I still like waxing yeah. cars. I still like doing it. Not as much as I like the new hybrid stuff, because I think that's just a game changer. But it's still nice to have that whole sort of crack the lid on a nice pot of wax, the smell of it, you know, like, you know, like you've just had your one made. I think it's nice. It's a nice thing to do, waxing the car. It stretches it out. And just remember... While you're waxing your car, you're not doing DIY. You're not doing washing yeah, up. Yeah, that's it. That's that's a fair point. Not doing the the vacuuming and all the other jobs that Natalie wants me to do. I I totally get it. There is a a, a joy to come out of a wax uh, from times to time. But by the same token, I also really appreciate a good sprayable sealant. Uh, if I'm short on time, I like a spray on rinse off sealant. They're great. Um, <clears throat> I think it really is interesting though because. The, the more we see these new products coming out all the time, waxes are being pushed further and further back. And I did a video about this a while ago, a couple of years ago or something, talking about is wax dead? And it's not for people like you and I, but the more we look at the average Joe, the weekend warrior types, for those people, waxes are really dying off now. Just in, in as much as the whole detailing spray gives you protection situation why would you invest money in a a proper pot of wax which is going to take you longer which is going to require more physical effort and is very possibly not going to last you quite as long as many other 
sprayable alternatives. It is really, really interesting no. to see where the market is going with this. I think they are still going to be there, but they're going to be less of a mainstay, less and less each time every year of a mainstay and more of a luxury product, a boutique product, something yeah. that for the guys that have the show cars that want to spend a dedicated number of hours doing whatever they're doing on the car, they're going to appreciate the waxes. But I think you're going to see less and less of them in stores carried on the shelf. Yeah, we are, we are moving forward a rapid rate of knots with technology and, um, and different chemical structures and stuff that has a greater longevity, more chemical resistance, which is something which I love, um, especially the amount of stuff that we use and especially living where I live. Um, I live right by the sea um, and there's a defunct power station which is fairly close by, which is why we have um, three-headed fish. <laughs> um, we have cod with legs, um, you know, all, all sorts of stuff going on here. Next, we're going to talk about... Premium, the next premium. Thing? Apart from pre premium. The, the reason yeah, premium. this... Ooh. Okay, the reason this came up, uh, this was a question that was asked a while ago when we were taking Q&A uh, question suggestions. And I'm not going to say... Who asked it? But the question, I'm looking for it on my phone now. Oh, here we go. Here it is. <clears throat> this question, a nameless person asks, should brands release cheap Chinese products and call them premium? And I think Ooh, this was a that dig. Is a, that is a... This was a very, very special dig at a company, I won't say who, who make products. Well, they make, I don't know if they make them. They clearly don't make them. They get them from China. Uh, and they brand them their own premium product, but someone had called them out because they had received an order and the things were broken. They were just they were brittle and they were useless. And yet it was on their mm. website as premium this. I'm not going to say what it was, but it was a broken up something. I'm not going to say what, just in case anybody blames me for pointing the finger or trying to you know name and shame. But we see this a lot, don't we? We. You and I have been in this game long enough to know where many products come from. And you'll know it yourself. Things like detailing brushes and other tools of sorts. They, they come from China. They are cheaply made. But then it doesn't take much for a company to buy it in and then just change the name of it and turn in, call it the premium detailing brush for example yeah it's, it's a good and we know for sure it's not it's it's like a branding thing so you've obviously got let's talk about mic, mic especially microfibers microfibers you're going to get general purpose microfibers mm. then you're going to get um a greater gsm microfiber and then perhaps another one on top and then right at the top luxury microfiber or mm -hmm. premium microfiber you're like well uh, that one's an extra like twenty p per cloth, so it must be good. Um, I'll get the luxury one, and then I get a pack of premium ones as well. And then you'll get them home, and they'll be very, very as if pretty much no difference whatsoever. It doesn't happen all yeah. the time. Um, I buy a certain cloth from certain manufacturers. I think they're just fantastic, and they have been very, very good. My wife uses them a lot for her cleaning. They get washed with a little bit of white vinegar in there low temperature and they come out and they're just fantastic brilliant when it comes to banding around words like luxury and premium it's almost as common as using the word detailing and i think companies use it far mm. far too often 
categorize their pricing. It's a way of you looking at a website, you're at the bottom of the page and you start off, because it's Friday night, you've only had two bottles of white, uh, white wine or uh, whatever you're drinking, pear cider or, I don't know. Bottles, not glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bottles, because that's when you do most of your spending, because it's like, ah, I'll be all right. I'll just pay now. <laughs> like that, and before you know it. I was going to say, that that just talks about your character right there. I've only had two bottles. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so you get to that stage where you know I'm my I'm gonna go back to uh, I'm gonna go back a little while. My dad, right, when he looks at something, he always reads reviews, which we all do. I do a lot of re- you know I look at reviews. I go on YouTube yeah. if I'm gonna buy something, and I'll start off with a, a budget in mind, and I'll be looking at something, and then I'll just go, do you know what? I might as well get the that one because it's only an extra ten, twenty, thirty quid. Now, for all I know, there's probably very little difference between those products. So it's kind of like a marketing thing. But I understand exactly what you're, um, where you're coming from. Is that stuff from overseas, so we shall we say the, the slightly cheaper origins of the world, mass-produced products, they do use that mm. word a hell of a lot to describe something which we could probably get a damn sight better and probably cheaper from somewhere else in the UK. Yeah. Only saying. No, that, that's true enough. Uh, it's interesting. You you see the words, and it really is, as you say, it's marketing. And it does bother me to a certain extent. I think that's maybe part of our job as YouTubers and reviewers. We check out these products. We'll tell you if they're good or if they're bad. And it's very rare I'll come across a product and I'll say that it's actually, it's not good. Uh, I don't like to say bad because bad, you know, I'm, everything is subjective to what I experience. It's my own personal experience there. So it's very rare I will use a product and say this this doesn't even come close. But there have been products where I just say, I'm sorry, this is not worth your money. And, and if you're the kind of person who buys these things like Paul after two bottles of wine and you don't go check in your reviews. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have no sympathy for you. You need to be checking out these reviews. Do like Paul says. You go on, you Google it, you check it on YouTube, whatever it is, and look to see if someone else has reviewed it and tried it. If it's something like Amazon, if you're interested in buying it, and it's not up to scratch, leave your own review. Make sure that your word gets out there and you leave your experience as well. Because too many people will go buy something and say, oh no, that's crap. But they won't say anything about it. They might tell their friends, but they haven't got the two minutes to go on Amazon and say, I bought this, it didn't work for me, because why? You should also do that as well. Make sure you explain why. It's not enough just to say this is rubbish. You know, actually, you know, back up what you're saying. Moving away very quickly from detailing products, I did exactly the same thing. As you know, I just got into the vintage hi-fi um, scene and had a numerous luck with uh, CD players of late. <laughs> and... Um, I bought us some speaker stands from Amazon, and I like everyone else. I read the reviews on Amazon because I know Amazon, you know, it can be trusted, and sometimes it can be trusted. Sometimes they're a little bit iffy, where some would just go, "Yeah, rubbish." You think, "Thanks for that. That's really interesting." Now I know exactly which one to buy. <laughs> <laughs> That's cleared it right up. Anyway, two speaker stands, very very heavy duty, uh, and on one of the pictures, the welding had failed on the underside of the stand, which caused this speaker stand to basically wobble around in the wind. And I read it and I thought, <laughs> that's just a fluke. That's a Friday nighter. 
That's somebody who just can't be able to do it properly. That would never happen to me. Yeah. About three days later, mm. after me using them, I went to move my speakers to a different position because I was trying to set them up. And lo and behold, it was floating around in the breeze. The welds had failed. But luckily, what, am I, what do I do for a living? I'm a welder, so I fixed it. I didn't take a picture of it, but I did leave a, a review and I took a few other pictures and I told someone that this, is, this has happened. You know, this is, this is the trouble with mass-produced stuff. They're relatively cheap. You kind of get what you pay for. They look really good. They look really sturdy, but it's just a slight engineering oversight. That was just a... I'd love to be, like, on your work site and, you know, people are like, oh, there's Paul, what's he doing? Oh, he must be welding a bit of track. Hang on a second, that doesn't look like a bit of track at all. What is that? Is that... <laughs> No. Is that a speaker stand. That is, oh, is he is he doing some sort of freelance welding on uh, network real time? That <laughs> that is utter slander. I have you know, I did not <laughs> I did not drop the tail lift on the Iveco and put them on the back, and I did not weld them by hand with two and a half mil electrodes. How dare you! <laughs> I won't have it. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you've clarified that you didn't do that. That's good. That's Excellent. The last thing I want is for someone to say something like that. <laughs> Horrible, slanderous things. Anyway. Um, I think that's hilarious. Let's get the, the ability, What am I? I'm a welder. What can I do with welding? Just about any bloody thing I like. <laughs> apart from fix apart from fix my Pratt Cave door, which has been broke for about three weeks. <laughs> yeah, come on. Why can you not do this? You're uh, surely a handyman. I can. I can. It's just a, it's a mammoth task. No, that's the next job on the list. Okay. Anyway, back to the story. Detailing Back products, All right, so premium and luxury. Premium. Uh, 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 we've done premium. I think we've, we've covered that. Yes. The last thing I want to talk about is old school cool Ooh, brands. We, we've mentioned this. We've never really had a proper chance to touch on this. No. We've only just kind of hinted at it. But this is products which you've used in the past, old school products that are still good to this day, and, and brands as well. Uh, the reason I was thinking about this recently is because I was looking at my my list of videos that I need to film, and on there is Dodo Juice. Now, Dodo Juice are not a new brand. They've been out for a very long time. They are one of those brands that many people went to them as their first boutique or scene brand uh, once you've upgraded from the regular stuff you buy in Halfords. So Dodo Juice was one of those next step up products, uh, those brands. And honestly, their stuff is really good. And it got me thinking about other brands which we haven't used in a while. Now, you mentioned uh, in your last video, you were talking about you were using the Poor Boys. Yes. Super Slick and Suds. Yes. And how good that shampoo still is to this day. Yeah. And it got me thinking back to other ones that, that came out, you know, many years ago. I'm thinking back to the line of Autoglim shampoos, which I I'm, know I'm not the biggest fan of the bodywork shampoo conditioner, as they call it now. But that's the one that has the sort of slightly, uh, it's almost like a wash and wax. It has a sort of gloss enhancing ability to it. And it has a sort of almost self-drying ability. And it's a little bit water repellent. It's a nice stuff, but but it doesn't it doesn't foam up. It has no suds really to it, or they don't stick around. And that's normal for wash and waxes. But it made me think about their pure shampoo and their ultra high definition shampoo, which are both brilliant shampoos and should not be sniffed at. If you're looking in Halfords, for example, for a, a decent quality shampoo, you won't go wrong if you buy one of those. 
But there's too much, again, we talked about this in the podcast with the Speedsick guys, about, about the snobbery of that brand. But they still make phenomenal quality products. So I want you to go back and think of some of the products you've used, which are well-known brands that you just don't see that much these days. Um, I used to use a combo, which was going back, I did mention this, on I think, on the Speed 6 uh, podcast, the Finish Care or Finny Care, which make FK1000P. No, yeah. FK Not what FK1000P is. It was designed as a marine sealant. Um, it's a very, very hardy sealant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's very, very good at chemical resistance. The only thing... Um, Our friend Vicky is absolutely obsessed with it. Oh, the Great White. Yeah, that's not Vicky's name, by the way. That's the name on the tin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be in court for that one. Um, she's more like the, <laughs> more like the little, little dolphin. Um, no. Oh, bless. <laughs> that stuff, um, I remember using that on my old, oh, I hate to say this, I had a Vauxhall SRI. Worst car in history, period. Awful car. I, Vauxhall what SRI? SRI is the, the trim level. What was it? Astra Cavalier? Oh, oh, oh what was it? I, I can't say it. It, it. Nova? No, I can't say it. I'm not saying it. Calibra? No, good God, no. Do you think my name is Gary? Um <laughs> No, it was the one You are from Essex. Yeah. It was <laughs> the one that re- replaced the Cavalier. What replaced the Cavalier? Uh the Vectra. Was that a Vectra? No, it wasn't a Vectra in blue at all. No. Um it, <laughs> Where I snapped every single coil spring on it. Uh, oh no, all by the front one, I think. I managed to snap all the, the coil springs. I hit a badger in it, which wrecked the front fog light. Um, not a beaver. Um, and also, um, I had a coolant temperature uh, sensor go. Camshaft sensor went. Um, I think just about every light lit up on that dashboard. It was like a Christmas tree. Um, that car was amazing for about a year. Not a glitched nothing wrong with it and when i used to clean it i, I did used to uh, polish it quite a bit and i ended up using the fk 1000p and it's fantastic because you just put your microfiber in the top and it never used to disappear it's just just going for everyone ever ever, <laughs> ever and ever it's just like i swear that stuff used to rejuvenate itself in the prat cave i think it's just to fill itself back up yeah. amazing stuff that's like one of those old school waxes, though, isn't it? That they just—they're so hard yeah. that you could go at them forever, and it's like the best value for money product you could ever buy because it'll take you ten years to get through a tin. Yeah, it's made out of granite juice. Um, <laughs> unbelievable stuff. But um, if you got any, even if you thought about getting any, just even thinking about getting any on a black trim, that was it. Game over. You just had that horrible residue, and it was evil stuff to get off. But they made right. some sealants, and they also made a wax, um, a pink wax, um, and it was. Ri- oh, I remember that one. Yes, yeah. and it was available on uh, eBay, um, quite readily available. wasn't It, it wasn't expensive. Uh, expensive. It was very, very wet, but it was just so easy to put on, and the car used to drip with gloss. I used to love using it. I was always using it, and yet again, the tin was about the size of a, an average dustbin. Um, I don't know how many <laughs> how many kilos of wax were in it, but it just used to go on and on, and it is, and the, the fragrance was amazing as well. It had a really nice fragrance to it, and I can't remember what the fragrance was, but it was very very nice. But there was just there were so many bits and pieces you just had you had, and most of them I've probably you know they've either rusted away or I've been because I've got so much stuff in there, um, they've been pushed to the back of the brat cave. 
but there are some hidden gems. Was it the cherry pink? Was it the cherry pink paste wax? Something like that. Um, it was definitely had yeah. pink in the title, but it was a big tin. And people, what they used oh, to do, they used yeah. to use FK thousand P and then top it with that to put because FK thousand P is a sealant, so it's quite a dull in appearance. It, it had the longevity yeah. and the amazing sheeting capability and everything else, but it didn't look that great. It was like you can tell when you use the sealant on a car because it just didn't look that shiny and glossy. Um, but that with pink wax was, was fantastic. So some really, really good stuff. And I used to use Orchard Car... Not Orchard Car Care. Um, I can't remember the name of the shampoos you use. Envy Car Care. God, where did that come from? Envy Car Care. Shamp- How many times have you mentioned Envy? I'm pretty sure they're getting some sort of commission deal for you. No, them. because I had about 3,000 gallons of the stuff. I couldn't get rid of it. I was washing me, <laughs> I was washing me hair in it, the dog... Um, the curtains, <laughs> just, it just, just couldn't get rid of it. It was amazing stuff. But um, it's funny how you you forget. Um, even going, oh, I hate to say it, I used to use Demon Shine, their quick detailer, as a clay lube, because Asda's used to do it for something like one pound fifty a bottle or something stupid. It was worth buying just for clay lube. It didn't do anything else to the car yeah. because coloured water doesn't effectively. Um, but it it just it was great at clay loop, but it was funny how you, you do forget these brands that and bits and pieces you used to use because we are highly blessed, like I said before, with the amount of stuff we get bombarded with, and then you forget. Oh, ooh, oh, I found this at the back of the um the cupboard. Look, oh look at this. Oh, it's a first edition dandy at the back here. Look as well. Didn't realize that was in here. Well, this is it. I, I I think back to some of the old products that I did start out with, and some of them really still do stand the test of time. As being, yeah, we, we move on and we move up and we think, oh, well, now we've gone from this old school paste wax. Now I'm going to go for a, a liquid wax. Now it's a spray wax. Now it's a ceramic spray coating or whatever it is, uh, or loads of polymers. We, we move on and we forget some of these old products. And there's still a bunch of great quality products out there. Things that I just get a little bit overlooked. If you're looking for good quality waxes, like Paul's mentioned there, if you want a good paste wax, there's many there. I'm thinking back to uh, the Autoglim high definition paste wax. Then they had the ultra high definition paste wax. Still excellent products. Bit on the pricey side, there's cheaper ones. Autoglim, I have to point that one out. I was actually using their rapid detailer and I forgot how how nice that one is to use. It smells amazing and still gives an incredible shine. It's just as good as so many others that are coming out now and saying that they're so fantastic, but it's it's just as good. Why would you Why would you not? I'm going to say this for a long time. If you hear someone dissing Halfords, or you hear someone say, I'm not going to buy anything that you can buy in Halfords, get rid of that person off your friends list. Ignore them. They're not worth your time of day anymore because, honest to God, it is such a pilgrimage for getting products to cut your teeth on the detailing way of life. There's so much good stuff to be had in there from brands like Autoglim and others. It's certainly something that shouldn't be overlooked. You should not say, no, 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 I'm not going to go with that. Yes, there are better products that you will work up to in time, but we're lucky enough to have tried all those in a a much quicker uh, time frame than perhaps some other people have. But honest to God, there are some really great old school products and because they're not as favoured today as they used to be, they can also usually be had at a really great price. It's funny as you mentioned about stuff like this. Um, 
my wife Samantha, um, somebody said to her, "Oh, I've, you know, I've seen your husband. I know what your husband does, um, which I find really hard to believe. He knows what I do. In fact, he's found out that I sit outside Tesco's eating bags of Doritos till three in the morning and go home. <laughs> How did he find that out? Slander again? Uh, no. Um, he he said, "Oh yeah, I've seen your husband using the the snow foam, and uh, can you just ask him uh, what's a good wax?" Now he didn't. Now he's this is Joe Public. This is an average Joe. Yeah. He didn't say, "Oh, can you ask your husband what's a good um, SiO two quick detailer? Can you ask your husband what is a good um, ceramic infused sprayable product I can yes. use?" He just said, "Wax." He said, "Wax." We yep. use the, that term. I hate to say it, almost as much as we do detailer. Yes, because it's a it's it's almost a subheading. That's a fair point. I, I like that. Yeah, that's great. It, you know, you you talk about you're going to wax the house. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going to wax the Ooh. car. Are you hoovering the house? I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have a hoover. I have a Dyson. It doesn't bloody matter because the name is synonymous with the action now. So, waxing. Yeah, you don't say, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Are you really going to be the kind of person that picks someone up and say, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you didn't actually wax your car. You sealed your car today. Oh, shut up. I would slap a person <laughs> that said something like that. If you're going to be that pedantic about it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't sealing my car. I was ceramic coating. Oh, you're getting a fistful of it sunshine no 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 I, that bugs me no y- it, you're right it is the the name wax is synonymous with the action of applying protection and that's fair but yeah. he maybe doesn't know that sealants exist that spray and rinse products that coatings exist he's still in the old school mindset of it being a wax and i, I think it's going to maybe take a couple of generations before that is no longer the norm because grandparents are still telling their, their grandchildren that story to this day. I used to go out the weekends with my Morris 1100 and I would wax it or I would tea cut it this and I would do that. So these products and these actions and things, they are still synonymous with the action of the, what you're doing to this day, even for younger people. Now, our kids, yeah. they get it. They understand the difference between a wax and a sealant. Because they listen, even though you don't want them to, they listen. And you know, Natalie's son will say to me, "Are you are you putting something on the car today? What is it? Is it a sealant? Is it a coating? Is it a ceramic?" He's bloody eight years old, and he's asking me if I'm putting ceramics on my car or something, which is great. I love it. So he's not going to be one of these kids that grows up and says waxing is the way to go. But we are a minority compared to Joe Public. So I love that he asked you that. But your point is absolutely right. He's still thinking. In an old school way. My the last customer I did the BMW for. Um, the guy was in his eighties, um, eighty three, but to be precise. Uh, very interesting chap. Used to work for Leica cameras. Really into photography. He came to the door just after um, I was le- I was just about to leave, and he said, um, "I don't know if this is any good." And he held up this chamois leather. <laughs> this thing was about twenty years old. <sighs> It looked like it had been attacked by a Rottweiler. It had all gone bally, and I just went, mm, I think I'd put that in the bin if I were you. He goes, well, what do you use? I said, one of these. He said, oh, have you got a spare one? And I had the greatest of pleasure in giving him a drying towel. It was better than doing the job. There you go. Because I thought, he, he, I said, you need to use one of these. He went, what's that? And well, it does this, that, and the other. And I started explaining about the technology behind it. And he went, thank you very much. <laughs> it was just brilliant. Well, that, it was just I was thinking, I've just educated someone 
who's far more educated than me. Absolutely. This is it. You're teaching an old dog new tricks here, and that is great because that's one of my biggest bugbears is the older generations not willing to learn new things. And so I'm really pleased that he is willing to look into it and, and realize that the old school is not the way. But that doesn't mean that all old school products are the same. You know, there there are many products out there that I would that I would say don't touch with a barge pole. Things like the original T cut, nobody really needs it nowadays for modern paint. Yeah. That's for single stage paint. Don't touch it. You're going to use something like Back to Black. I'm sorry, there's better products out there than Black Back to Black. But it's old school. It's what your dad remembers. It's what his dad remembers, and so on and so on. It's funny how you you said that word Back to Black. I saw a guy mentioned that um twin cam who's got the metro oh, the young lad who's on instagram and he he makes some cracking videos and he said oh, oh i just put some back to black over that over this bumper and it, it's the terminology used doesn't exactly mean he's going to use that product but we will we will say well back to black oh, well, we're not about back to black no you need a trim restorer oh what <laughs> because it's going back to when someone says they're going to polish a car oh you're going to take out your car mm, no no i'm going to polish my car I'm going to use Menzerna. You're going to what? Yeah, it's such, <laughs> it, we're po- we're poles apart with terminology because this is a very very niche. Although we are surrounded by the like-minded people, um, it's a very very niche industry which has its own terminology, its own language. And when you start bringing, this is where the snobbery comes in. The old school way of talking that our mums and dads were um, can come out with certain things they come out with. You go, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. No, I'm going to machine polish it. Machine polish it? You're going to do what? You've got a machine to polish your car. <laughs> You're going to do this? You're going to do that? You just said, you know, they, they just don't no. get it. And it's really funny how you, you because we are, we because we do this so much, We everyone we talk to is in detail. Everyone we um, chat to as friends, they love doing what we do. And it's when you just mention those words, it's really funny. It's interesting. I love it. Bit of I think, you know, you're right enough. People say, are you going to T-cut your car? It's probably just easier to say yes. Yeah, yeah, I am. But I'm not using T-cut. I'm, you know, you, you, <laughs> you, you, just, you just say, because remember, it's the, it's, the word is synonymous with the action. So we're just going to, yes, I am. But I'm actually using a newer product. All right, okay, what's that then? And then you could go into it if you want. If they're genuinely interested, you say, oh, well, it's a Menzerna 400. Oh, really? What's that? Oh, well, it's just a more modern version, but it's the same. It does the same job, but it does it for modern paint. People get that. I think you have to dumb it down for some people. Are, they, are you going to wax your car? Yes, you're holding a bottle of uh, ceramic spray sealant or something. Yes, I'm going to wax my car. It doesn't matter. The wax simply means I'm waxing means I'm I'm adding protection to the paint surface. It's as simple as that. So you are going to have to accept that we're going to have to dumb it down for some people, but. But at the same time, quantify it. Yes, I am. I'm actually using a more modern alternative, but the, the action is the same. You know, you have to, as a, as a society, I love this saying, as a society, we have to walk at the pace of our slowest walker. Because if we don't, we leave them behind and they are oblivious to what's going on with the rest of the world. So you, as a society, you have to move like that. And I think as a detailing community, it has to be the same. We can't laugh at someone who's been left behind still using T-cut, still using back to black, still using triple wax, things like that, uh, shampoo. Don't laugh at them. You've just got to find a way of helping them see the more modern version of it. If they've been able to adapt from the old corded uh, ring dial telephone to a mobile phone, well, then they'll understand with the right guidance 
the the difference between the old school wax teacut and so on to the new school compound polish spray sealant and so on. I think that's got to be kept in mind because the last thing we want is for people to be belittled because they don't know it. You know, I used to ask questions at school and one of my teachers said, there's no such thing as a stupid question if you don't know the answer to it. It's simply a question. It doesn't matter if you're stupid. If you don't know it, you don't know it and you want to find out about it. You shouldn't be slagged off for not knowing about it. You should be commended for asking about it. Yeah. Having said that, if I saw one of my neighbours, not my direct neighbours, obviously, but around one of the rather nice roads, the avenues, I saw somebody polishing their car with a, a pair of Y-fronts and um, <laughs> painting their tyres with a small paintbrush with uh, black paint. I would have to beat them to death with their own slippers. <laughs> I can't stand by and watch that. I have seen so many gorgeous classic cars on this beautiful island where I live. be wheeled out and then they bring this filthy, dirty rag out, which I've used for the last 15 years to polish the wheels and the wings and the bonnet with. And I just go, oh, my, my, my wife is not with me when walking the dog. She goes, no, leave it. Yeah. <laughs> just to, just to restrain me like a Rottweiler on a lead. No. That's true enough. He's doing, he's enjoying himself. <laughs> leave him alone. Leave him alone. Don't, don't go, don't, don't go, no, don't go over there. Oh, for God's yeah. sake. Three hours later. Hello, do you realize you're doing that wrong? <laughs> I, I put a video on Instagram a while ago of a guy uh, who was a taxi driver using one of those small, you know, the wheel brushes, the Asda wheel brushes, sort of flocked bristle things, was using one of those with a bucket of water to just wipe over his car, to wash it over, just to make it look a bit cleaner. And I had to bite my knuckles. I had to keep my mouth shut, though. You just yeah. have to have to allow them to make their mistakes. Um, it's uh, interesting because I, when we were down in Wales, I saw some really beautiful classic cars there. And the first thing I think about is, how do you look after that? I saw a Mark II Jag. I saw a, a Cadillac, a classic 1972 cla- Cadillac Eldorado. And I just looked at these cars and I thought, they're beautiful. What are you using to look after them? Are you an old person with that old Mark II Jag that's still putting you know, some sort of weird product on it that we don't even it hasn't been made since 1978 it's been sitting in the back of your shed or do you actually embrace the modern stuff i don't i'm not doing that because i want to belittle them i just want to know from my own curiosity yeah i i fully understand that i mean i've, I've got a neighbor that lives down the road he's got classic morgans um he's on i think he's fourth i believe and with some very high powered motorbikes as well really nice guy um I have seen him on numerous occasions with his Morgan jacked up with axle stands with wheels off, cleaning the arches, cleaning the chassis, cleans the wheels inside out, puts them back on, polishes all the car up, waxes it, and back it goes in again, um, you know, into the garage. And I often chat to him about products, and he's a really interesting guy. You know, he's, he's the older generation, but he's very interested in new stuff. And when I start telling him about some of the stuff that's available, he's like, wow, oh, really? Oh, bring some down. So, uh, yeah, might have to run a few products down there to re-educate him. But he's, he's getting the most out of what he's using, and his cars look fantastic. No, I think you should be standing at the end of his driveway and give him a round of applause and say, well done, mate. I love your resolve. I love your, your dedication to it, and you're, you're doing it the right oh, way. Oh, he is. You know, I love it. Yeah, he's love get, it. yeah the, the guy's really into it, really into it, which is brilliant. Excellent. All right, well, I think we have covered all we need to cover for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening in as usual. 
Uh, we will be back next time with episode 10, and I'm pretty sure Paul has a very special something uh, to run as a giveaway prize for that milestone episode. So, uh, do yeah, you want to give me a hint or not, not going to say anything? Um, no. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Put, putting you on the spot it's there for a minute, to, didn't I? It, hang, it might be used for drawing your car with. That could... Or your hair. <laughs> that 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 could be a hairdryer. You understand that? That could be a hairdryer. You you've left that little, little bit wide open. Mate, mate, I'm I'm not giving away a hairdryer for a number of reasons. <laughs> one, I don't I don't own one. And two, I'm too tight. Yeah, that's yeah, I'll I'll give you that much actually. Just about as tight as me. Wicked. Sorry, so if that's something you guys are interested in winning please make sure you check out the next podcast, episode 10, out in two weeks' time. We will give you all the information about how you can enter. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening. I've been Specky. And I've been Paul. And we'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.